Welcome to Storytelling with Lindsay Bednar. What a beautiful perspective to have that the vast majority of us don't. I mean, and this is just a great way to start off the podcast. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Because this is what you do. These are the gifts. So I, I know when we first connected, you spoke to all the questions I had within like the first half hour. And you were like, we can call it a half hour if you want. And just, <laughs> and, and and you can just pay for that or we can keep going. And so I just started asking questions about you because I'm so fascinated in how this came to be. So I want to rewind to when you first started picking up on these gifts and I know they came back and everything. So let's, let's go back to uh, little Natalie. Yeah. And that's exactly how I have to, I, the story is different every time I tell it. Cause I, it is a sort of, it's all backwards. Now it's going aha and piecing all these little puzzle pieces together. <laughs> it's not Lynn here sure. for sure. It is something I definitely looking back and have been told by family members that it was you know clear and it is clear with a lot of children that there's something going on. They, they have a easier time seeing loved ones across dimensions. So I definitely okay. um, had plenty of those experiences from a very young age. One of my earliest memories is um, I call it shadow man. And I've actually had to do some work. I realized it was a very traumatic experience for me. <laughs> um, I recently saw uh, my favorite tapping coach. Her name's Kelly Ho, who really helped me work through the trauma of that because I really, I mean, I was, I think three and there's a man standing by my bed and it was, it was horrifying. And so when I think back on, especially all the way, it got really heightened in my teenage years. I didn't sleep. I was exhausted all the time because I was having so much activity at night that I was horrified. Wow. I mean, I think that happens to a lot of people, especially people who are maybe put on this earth to be mediums, they shut it out because it's scary. You know, if they don't have, I was fortunate enough that my mom was open, spiritual. I didn't have particularly strict religious beliefs or anything like that. So I was open to it, but it was scary. And I, I decided, I think at age 12, that I was going to be an actress. I'm an actress, end of story. I'm a Capricorn. So once I decide something, that's, that's it, that's what I'm doing. And I was so hyper fixated on that for the next 20 years that even though I was obsessed with going to other psychics, my mom started taking me to her psychic. That should have been clue number one. <laughs> Hello. I I still didn't that I had other psychics telling me, well, you know, you're a medium, right? Why are you talking to me? And I was like, yeah, no, not me. <laughs> me. What it was was a fear of responsibility, especially. I I mm-hmm. didn't want to be known as that. And I certainly didn't want other people coming to me for. Right. That kind of, you know, I was pictured it being this like sad, low energy, people sobbing. People do cry, but I realized I do have a little bit of control as far as the energy going into it and keeping it light, positive, empowering. I'm sure it felt like a daunting responsibility, though, when you were considering that you do have these gifts. Right. Well, and that's what that's what happened. So 2020, you know, (laughs) everything went dark. All of my uh, acting dreams felt shattered because the the industry just closed down. I I had started getting decent auditions. I was like, I'm finally there. It's finally going to happen. And then whoop, nothingness. And I had my own, well, I'd known up until that point that I could talk to my own loved ones. I had two granddads that passed. I have my, what I call spirit guides, who I'm in constant contact with at this point and always bragging about. My life is just so, uh, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Everything works out for me because I, I work with my spirit team. Isn't that fun? Um, everybody can do that. That's normal. <laughs> what I did not know until 2020 was that I could talk to other people's loved ones. It mm. it wasn't until actually a, it was all during the eclipses. It's crazy. Everything's wild and aligned. I had a past life reading with a well-known past life psychic. His name's Ainsley McLeod. I would recommend checking out his books. I refer him to everybody. Wow. Um, so you had a reading with Ainsley. I did. Unreal. And it changed everything. Mm. It unlocked, you know, because that sort of that fear, that fear of responsibility, that fear of self-expression, of accepting the title of medium, because I still was dodging it. Even he sat there and said it. He was like, well, yes, medium, correct. And I was like, ah, <laughs> But within a week, a friend of a friend, I hardly knew her, but I did know her mom had uh, died by suicide. 
the year earlier, her mom shows up mm. in my house. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> she gave me some very specific details. She showed me a wedding ring. She showed me a vase breaking. Um, there were a few other things she said, and I was mortified. <laughs> right. I didn't know that girl well enough. I was certainly didn't want to, oh, hi, you don't know me, but I think I saw your mom who died tragically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a middleman, had a friend that knew her. And I said, could you ask her if any of these things resonate? They all did. It had been her parents' wedding anniversary. A vase had broken in the house that week. <laughs> Mm. it all lined up. And so that's when I said, oh, and she actually forced me because I was still like, uh, you know, yes, it's there, but I don't know. She said, can we do a reading? And I was like, I've never done that, but we could try. And I never advertised. It's been just word of mouth since then. And now I'm, I'm booked. So I'm like, well, I guess this is real. <laughs> it's been several years or three at this point. And it's only just now 2023 going, okay, this is real. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yeah. The imposter syndrome was very heavy for still two years. Even though I had all this correct, intuitive information coming through, I still fought it. And I still deal with my body. I guess it's the ego, my physical body, trying to protect myself. Because what I'm doing is I'm opening myself to, I guess, other entities to use sure. me. Um, Very difficult. Still, I have to work, even during a reading, not to allow that kind of fight Mm-hmm. I can feel. And that causes some physical tension that I'm still working through. I get headaches, started having nosebleeds. I was like, oh no, <laughs> but oh. I've worked through it. So hopefully this doesn't kill me. We'll see. Well, in the imposter syndrome that I think that happens for anybody who are yeah. coming into their, their craft. Right. And so it's interesting to know that, that you're just like everybody else, that even though this is a, clearly a gift that you're, you struggle with the imposter syndrome too. So yeah, I get it. So I'm so curious to know how you see. So we talked a little bit on a previous podcast about the various clairs. I don't know if you know all yeah. of them. I I've still have yet to go to this goop episode that was recommended to me that discusses all the, the, the various clairs. So how do you see people who've crossed over? How do they come in? What does that process look like? You know, I, again, not to toot my own horn, but I think I've got the whole bag, which is interesting. (laughs) I don't have, I, at least I have it turned off clear audience. So when I say I'm hearing them, it's actually more, um, they're cognizant coming through just direct. It feels like thoughts. It feels like that sort of, I'm talking to myself space, which is why I think some people who are intuitive don't realize that they're already doing it. They think it's this special thing. And I'm like, it actually just feels like thoughts. It it really doesn't feel special, which is why like so many intuitives are among us that I'm like sort of trying to wake up. I get a lot come my way because I'm like, hey, guess what? You're a psychic. <laughs> Let's dig into it. But I do have, I'd say what helps me is there is a lot of clairvoyance. So I am seeing, I'm seeing the faces. And that is what really popped open. 2020 as well. Because before that, yeah, you know, feeling very empathic. A lot of us are. So we're feeling, we're getting these hits, but there's no visual to go with it. So it makes it blurry. No. Like, what, what is that? I don't know. Sure. And then I do get the clear cognizance, which I describe to people. It does feel like I'm a computer. It's like it's hitting a zeros and ones. And then I have to give it the words. So sometimes I don't have the words because, you know, I'm not a genius. So I've got the words that are in my own brain coming through. And that was part of my block in the beginning too. I didn't feel smart enough. I didn't feel educated enough in the, I hate saying woo-woo, but in the spiritual realm. You know, there's so many people who are, have been their whole lives very advanced with advanced vocabulary around spirituality. And it was sure. intimidating to me. And I was like, I'm not valid. I'm a little bit Podunk <laughs> from Georgia. I, eh, I'm not great with my words. When I get nervous, I start cussing. You know, it's really very down to earth. But then that's, I finally had enough people tell me that's actually why we like you. It feels accessible. It feels like it's just mm-hmm. a conversation. And I was like, okay, <laughs> if you say so, I guess we'll lean in. <laughs> we'll lean into that. We'll lean into that. Yeah. Another thing I do that's, um, this one still creeps me out. I mean, I don't think I have a reading where I'm not going, wow, that was weird, <laughs> even to this day, is I'm medically intuitive. 
And mm. how that hits is I do ask them to show me a grid. So they will show me, it's like a black and white grid of a body and they'll start lighting up certain areas with colors. And so if it's the chest and it's serious, it'll be red. And I'll be like, ah, I'm a little nervous. We need to monitor that heart attack. Usually it's ailments that people know about. I'm not usually breaking something like traumatic to somebody. They're usually like, ah, yeah, I was aware that that was going on. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I do also feel it, which is creepy. <laughs> I haven't gotten used to it. But my, um, not in a painful way, but in an uncomfortable way, different parts of my body will light up. So usually that doesn't come beforehand. That'll be in the moment. I'll just suddenly be like, well, do you have a, a ski injury in your knee? And they're like, yes. I'm like, I can feel it. It hurts. <laughs> so that's weird. But I think hopefully helpful as far as especially validating for people like, oh, I really probably should go to the doctor. Usually it's things they've been putting off and the guides are like, we can't help you if you lose your health. It's right. really number one in the meat suit. So get that taken care of. Right. And it's not even just with the people you're reading. It's the people you're reading's loved ones, if I remember yeah. correctly, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. Crossed and alive. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah. <laughs> you can tap into a, a specific ailment somebody's loved one had passed from, as well as yeah. if they have someone close to them in their lives that has something that needs attention, that mm -hmm. usually comes. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm just as like, oh, as you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure why I still, I mean, and I ask my guides, of, you know, so a lot of times they dodge why that's the whole point of earth school, but I'm like, mm -hmm. why, <laughs> why do I, I have mean. that one? Um, and it's, I still don't have a clear answer, but I have honed in and I'm a little less wiggly about it. And I'm just, again, my sort of, a lot of mediums have different, I guess, missions. Um, Often you'll see like Tyler Henry, Hollywood medium, his is closure. So a lot of his readings are more centered around grief. They're centered around the passing clarity around that part of it. Uh, for me, I feel like my mission and it, it was given, it wasn't really what I picked is empowerment. So as you noticed, my readings tend to be more about the guides are like, yeah, yeah, I died. Here's how, okay, great. Let's talk about what's next for you. Let's talk about a little more future. And, um, they yeah. typically give you some advice around action steps they want to want you to take that are aligned with your life path. So yeah, that has been my experience with you, which has been unique, I think, to because uh, I've had several other intuitive readings, but it's very much in the empowerment realm. And yeah, I, I've well, I've referred a lot of people to you and every single person I've spoke with afterwards is they're just so excited about what's coming up for them and what a great gift you offer to people to give them like this zest of energy and excitement about what's coming down the pipe. I mean, that's got to feel so good. It does. It took a while. Um, cause again, the, the acting dream, I had these blinders and I was, it's so funny because the story I was telling myself, which looking back is a little narcissistic, <laughs> was that, that I was going to help people. I was going to help people um, by teaching them empathy, teaching them about, you know, human connection through this art craft of performing on TV and I'll get all this recognition. And it just kept getting blocked and it never happened. And I was devastated about it, distraught about it. And then I kept fighting this, but finally, once I let it unfold, all those things I was seeking, that human connection. I mean, hello, can you get any closer to somebody right. running into their energy right. <laughs> and finding even just this little, you know, one person at a time actually providing a service. It changed everything for me, for my soul. I finally felt this release, that tension I'd been feeling for years of, you know, oh, my calling when it was whoop, right there. <laughs> and it does, it feels, um, didn't receive it at first, but I finally started receiving it. So enough people have told me like, oh, I, I feel better. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so that does give me, it empowers me. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I feel, I feel better, which is great. <laughs> That's awesome. You spoke about as a child, how you had these gifts and luckily you came from a mom who was pretty receptive to it. She probably knew. Uh, I think the average person probably doesn't have that cut type of situation. And it seems so out there to most people and so rare, but I, I know of so many children, especially now, I think more than in the past that have these gifts. And so, you know, we have 
when kids say like, uh, there, you know, there's the monsters in my closet, or I'm seeing things at bedtime or whatever, like for most kids, it's probably imagination. It's probably whatever, but for, for some it's very real. So how, yeah. how do parents and how do people navigate that, especially with small children in case they are, they do have intuitive gifts and, and what, what is the like proper response? That's such a great question. <laughs> let, let me go give some healing to baby Natalie. Is yeah. that what I have yeah. told her? Right, um, right. I would just say, listen, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing a bat and say it probably isn't just imagination, especially now. We're going through an up leveling of consciousness. I think everybody feels it. It's really crunchy right now. I know it feels extreme and earth feels like it's just going to explode, but it's actually getting better. We're right on the cusp and the soul's coming in now, very advanced, very psychic, sort of a mass awakening happening. So I would say anybody out there right now who has a child who's experiencing something they're sharing as far as I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things, uh, so-and-so said this and like so-and-so. It probably is valid up until around age seven. I, I've heard from other intuitives. It's the frequency of our brain matches the other dimension more easily. So they are pretty receptive outside of the physical. So I would recommend honoring it, at least agreeing. I don't think that's going to cause the same level of harm as saying that's not real. Ignore it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then there is the, the flip side of that is grounding, you know, because once I did lean in, it was sort of, Thank goodness I have a husband who's was an engineer. He's very practical. <laughs> he keeps me, hey Natalie, you know, that's great that you're talking over there, but there you, you know, you've got to stay alive over here. <laughs> um, so if you have a child who really is just whoo in La La Land, grounding exercises, practical, you know, I would say arts and crafts, you know, anything to bring them down to earth where sure. we can remind them you do gotta do earth things too. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that's interesting what you said about frequency, because the more I'm learning about frequency and and how you up level your frequency and you surround yourself with people who vibe high as well, then just keep, you know, it's like the old cliche, you are who you spend the the three people you spend the most time with. And Mm -hmm. so being aware of where you spend your energy and who you surround yourself with. And so these young children, their frequencies are naturally higher. And so they're just matching this the the crossover frequencies yeah. yeah wow that's so neat absolutely and then i think we're going into a space now where they're going to start keeping that mm. so I'm, I'm hopeful i'm very hopeful about this next generation and their ability to just all be bridges <laughs> i think right. within the next few generations this won't be abnormal it's going to be natural for us to be communicating and i wonder too if that's what is if you've noticed in the collective conscious right now, there's a lot of aliens talk. And that gets me like, I'm like, ah, I don't know about aliens. I wonder if it's just our higher consciousness, our, you know, mm. the other souls coming through because like, who, who am I talking to then if not aliens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hopeful as far as if there, there is a lot of talk in the metaphysical world that, that that's happening, that there is this integration coming in and that we might be getting aliens this year. And I'm like, maybe it's just this up leveling of consciousness and uh, oh. the babies coming in are the the aliens because their souls are so advanced. <laughs> That's so remarkable. And I feel it too. When you're around, I mean, anybody who spends time with kids know how bright their energy yeah. is and how you just feel better after being in their presence. But there's something about this new generation, especially where they're just bright and yeah. And, and people uh, call them pandemic babies. And I was like, I mean, yes and no, <laughs> it's, right. just the, it's the new consciousness. <laughs> yeah. And so going forward, this could completely change the, the frequency of, of humans coming in. Yeah, it yeah. does. Oh, it's going to be nice. That's okay. <laughs> I'm excited. That's yeah. Our poor generation, yeah, I'm middle <laughs> millennial. I'm like, we were kind of the guinea pigs. It's, I don't know that it gets much better for us, which is okay. We're deconstructing a society so that these new ones can build one that actually works for everybody. And I think they will be successful with that. And I think earth will be around for that. And so I, I, I want to mention, yeah, anybody who is, I wanted to talk about babies. I wrote things. And it's funny. Let me just say before that, I'm not a kid's person. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids. I'm awkward with children, but <laughs> one of the most frequently 
asked question, the type of uh, clients that I have coming in for readings are people who are trying for children. <laughs> so I talk about babies a lot. And I notice and it, oh, it makes me so sad. So I wanted to drop a line. Oh, miscarriage. I want to talk about that real quick because I see the souls. The souls come forward almost immediately. So when I get on a call with somebody brand new, I'll be like, oh, are we talking about a baby? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so it's because they're here. The soul's already with you. It's a pre-signed contract, if you will, before you even come to this earth that you're going to be mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you do miscarry, which is a just a physical earth risk, they know it happens. It's not on purpose. I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I don't think that's on purpose mm-hmm. for people. I say, yes, feel the trauma. It's a traumatic experience, but please understand that the soul just fine. And they actually try again. So I get a lot of people who are, is my baby okay? Are they mad? Did, did it hurt? And I'm kind of like, well, it's actually the kid that you had afterward. <laughs> the soul's back and it's with you because it uh-huh. was determined to be your child. So I just, anybody who's listening, who's worried, oh, the kid's soul, I'm, the souls are fine. <laughs> they're um, fine. And they'll keep trying. Uh, yeah. They're determined little buggers. And you'll have a lot of paranormal activity when you are expecting because they're around. So that's one of my oh. favorite spirits to talk to. They're so mischievous. They're so bright. <laughs> they come through immediately. So. so they come back a lot then. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. For, for, for the for the next kids, because I, I miscarried before my two children and I know the soul and I've had reading that that um, said the soul was still there, but not didn't come as one of mine um, that okay. I had. So I don't. It can happen. Yeah. Either or, I suppose. But I'd say more yeah. often than not, you may be connecting to the higher self, but the actual soul mm-hmm. tends to come into the next okay. baby. Okay. Bible. Yeah. That is interesting because I do feel our family feels very whole. So whether it is yeah. that I feel connected to the baby on the other side or that baby chose to to come as one of my two it does feel you know very circular yeah yeah that's cool okay so you have people wanting to coming to you um a lot about what their that their next chapter or what are common things questions that people are asking I know you said like Tyler Henry deals a lot with grief and closure. What are a lot of things that people come to you for? I would say a lot of times I get first timers <laughs> because of referrals. They're like, I oh, give it a shot. You're going to like this one. Uh-huh. Well, if you say so. <laughs> so I usually take the reins at first and I'll, and what I bring up um, through the guides, what they give me first thing. Often uh, one of the first things that comes through is moving. People tend to get so attached to physical locations when they know, when they know, ah, you know, I, I have family there. Cause I'll be like, what's, what's the deal with Arizona? Are you going? And they're like, I've been thinking about it, but ah, there's this kind of block. So I'm usually hopeful that the guides mentioning that is enough of a um, light bulb, you know, a match stick for them to say, okay, I probably should do it. If, if they're saying, let's do it. <laughs> um, jobs, career is one of my favorite topics. I'm a Capricorn. And usually they're pretty accurate. There's not much emotional free will that can change as far as career movement in you know the next few years, which is about as far as I typically see out. I'll have like a year of information coming in. So I love to dig into career. They'll mention, hey, you probably should go back to school, get that degree, or hey, you don't need another degree. Stop allowing that to be your block. That comes more often than not. Um, people okay. thinking they're not qualified, which <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, sure. Yeah, yeah, I have to tell them, uh, please. And then I'll, I'll get the validation from grandma. It's, this is your grandmother. Is that Lois? Yes, it's Lois. Okay, I don't know. Why would I know that Lois is here telling you? Just apply for the job. You are already qualified. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And so- Let's talk about the guides too a little bit, because for me, when I connect with you, it's definitely grandma and grandpa. And that's who I always felt very close to as a child. And for those of you listening, my publishing company is named Rodney K Press. And so my grandpa Rodney is the one who pops in like right away, right? Yes. (laughs) So for most people, is it a past loved one who their guides are? Often. When okay. I get younger folks, I get, you know, some college age, they haven't had people really pass yet. Um, okay. So typically, you know, it may be a great grandmother coming through, but they have no resonance with 
that person. So they're like, ah, and so then I'll just generally say, well, spirit team. We all do have guides who are not necessarily loved ones that we knew, but more often than not, it is parents or grandparents. I get a lot of uncles. I get a lot of coworkers (laughs) who pop in too, or friends, but I'd say parents and grandparents are typically the point people on people's spirit team. Okay. Interesting. So coworkers of people who have passed that are like still in there trying to. Yeah. That you spend a lot of time with, which I guess makes sense. You know, nine to five, you spend a lot of time with your coworkers. So when they see the door open, they're like, Hey. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) So I know one of the things that a lot of people have reservations about and speaking with the medium is I don't want to get any bad news and I don't want to get like things that are like earth shattering. And, and can I say, so what do you say to people who have those types of fears? Typically I do. Well, I let them know from the get-go. I think in my website, I say, this is about empowerment. Your guides, I specifically with my guides have these parameters of what kind of energy they're allowed to bring forward. So they're certainly not, they don't want to knock you off your path. They want to give you that hope and help you realign with your soul's path, especially if you veered kind of far off. So they'll never say anything that you're not ready to hear. So sometimes, you know, the topics are uncomfortable telling somebody you need to go get a master's is not necessarily like a fun, comfortable conversation (laughs) that costs money and time. And, you know, some people are usually disappointed by that information, but they had a knowing already. They said, yeah, it's, it's been there. I've been pushing it away. And it's like, well, right. You know, you still have free will. You can say no, and that's not going to completely ruin your life, but your guides are saying they will start sending assistance if you say yes to that path. Um, so typically, and then as far as I'd say the health thing is the freakiest thing for people. And I understand that because it still freaks me out. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll try to ask permission before I start just mouthing off about, oh, do you, you know, cancer? I don't think I've broken cancer to anybody. Maybe one person, not on purpose. <laughs> uh, but I'll ask for permission. Like, do you want to talk about health today? Because we can avoid it. We don't have to. Yes. Usually they say yes. Usually they're comfortable enough at that point. Because again, I'm it's a little controlling <laughs> that Capricorn. I, I tend to take over the reading that first 30 minutes and say, well, here's what they're showing. Bah, 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 bah. Um, and okay. at that point, people are, especially first timers are kind of like <laughs> staring at me going, what? How did you just nail all that? Yeah. yeah. So at that point, they're a little more trusting and hopefully my, I think the upbeat energy that I bring forward to, um, they see that I'm genuine. I hope <laughs> they don't think so. They are more than welcome to pop off the zoom. Cause that's the other thing I've been doing this just virtually because of that's the parameter I had to work with. I've had other psychics ask me, you know, who work in shops who are like, how How do you do that? I don't know. I guess I adapted. It's, it's when it came forward, I couldn't see people in person. So it became this remote thing and it still works. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a call with someone before you hop on the call, are you starting to get messages from their guides coming in already? Or what does that look like? I do. I call it a plug-in. It takes about 10 minutes. I'll light my candle. I always have my candle lit. I mean, I'll sit down. I'll invite in my guides first. I work with archangels. Highly recommend. I'll call in Archangel Michael. Archangel Gabriel is my favorite for clarity because I do. I, I have trouble with my words. I'm still self-conscious about my words. I'll start slurring because it's coming too fast for me to speak. <laughs> she does help with the clarity of thought. I'm like, okay, help me speak like a normal person. <laughs> Some people catch me on a spastic <laughs> day, but... Usually I, it comes out and then I'll call in. Okay. You know, I usually have at least a first name. I'll say, bring in so-and-so's spirit team. And I like to write down because again, it is so scattered and fast. I have a better time. I call it a uh, breadcrumbs. I'll, I'll have a little book in front of me and I'll start writing. And typically it is random. It's, you know, move. It'll be like maybe a state. It'll be sister's husband, divorce, you know, <laughs> random stuff. And I'm like, well, hope that's accurate because that's kind of a, on topic to just broach, usually it is. <laughs> and so that's that's sort of my process. That's what I feel comfortable. I don't necessarily need that. I've done readings where I didn't get to do that and it was still an in the moment bop, bop, bop for, for my own. I'm still, I call myself a novice. It's only been three years. I'm not completely honed in as I'd like to be. So I, I write it down and typically go from that. And that's enough to fill up an hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a novice, I can't imagine what the the amount of information that you deliver in just that first meeting is remarkable. Just the affirmations that you are connecting to your clients' spirit guides is, is remarkable. And so, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say you were a novice in any way. You knew <laughs> to it time-wise, but I suppose time is kind of what irrelevant. Like, True. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about is how do you, other than the curiosities most people have about mediums, for anybody who feels like they're intuitive, like what are certain types of signs or hits? And then in addition to that, what kind of parameters did you have to start to set to develop, you know, a life where it works for you and you can still be grounded and, and you know, have your yeah. normal day to day? That's still a constant battle, but it there it is possible. Like I, I can go to the grocery store without because people are like, do you, do you hear voices? And like, I turn that shit off so I could shop. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I recently, I went to Disneyland for the first time since really being in the gifts and I had a great time. I didn't get a headache because sometimes when I am avoiding it, I do get this head pressure. Like there's, they see um, it and they're like knocking and I'm like, nah. but I was able to like turn it off. And that's just come, I guess, building trust with my own spirit team. I tell people to start with that. They are there typically. And this is great advice that I got from my psychic originally, the way she described it. Free will is number one when we come to earth. That is the agreement. That's the whole point of earth school. However, (laughs) what our guides are desperate for is collaboration, but they can't override that free will. They have to be given permission. So I say the first thing you want to do is give permission to your spirit team, include loved ones names if you've got them. Just spirit team. You can ask for protection. I've never had scary issues, but I know people do. I have a very protective great-grandfather, so I think he's always prevented it from being scary because he knew I was going to have to really lean in. (laughs) It's like, thanks. Thanks, granddad. (laughs) Um, But what my uh, psychic, who her name's Carolyn Cummings, I think she's still working. She's like 80 now at this point. (laughs) Love you, Carolyn. (laughs) Um, She said, it's like they're sitting on a couch and they're waiting. They're -hmm. waiting for you to give them something to give them a request to take that first action step. So then they can take the ball and get it rolling and sending you all these aligned opportunities, which they will absolutely do, but they need you to do the first move. Um, So people who are testing out their intuition, really trying to hone in, because again, it doesn't feel that special. It's like, well, this is just my thoughts, right? It's like, well, uh, we can work on differentiating that by um, I'll tell people one to work on a yes, no, ask them for it. Some people use pendulums, which is pretty easy. A lot of people get physical feelings when they ask just a simple yes, no question, and they hone in on what is yes. Once you've got that, I mean, you could do readings probably for people, just yes, no questions. And then asking for signs. I'd get really weird and specific with it. Don't do, you know, purple balloon, which is maybe common. I say things like porcupine, (laughs) because I don't see porcupines everywhere. You know, that's a weird one. And sure enough, even on my feed within the hour, once I gave them that one, videos of porcupines and I didn't say it out loud. And I was like, all right, okay, I get it. (laughs) So I wouldn't say it out loud. If you're needing that extra proof, if you're somebody who's a bit, you know, I got to see it to believe it. I don't know. Start giving them asking for the signs. So you initiate, you say, Hey, I want to see this. They'll usually show you within a week if you're paying attention. Um, Another thing I love to tell people is the journaling, the channeled writing. I think people just start writing and they don't think it's channeling. And I was like, Often it is, <laughs> especially if the thoughts don't feel like your own or they feel disconnected. So I tell people, write, write it down. You get a hit, you wake up from a dream where everything's still sticking. Write it down because mm-hmm. often within the next couple of weeks, you'll be able to look back at that and go, oh, okay, Ooh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have been, when I started journaling years ago after meditating, I would start like in my own handwriting and then by middle of the page, it was like my pen couldn't keep up with the thoughts coming in and it definitely felt channeled. And I would look back at it and it always came to me in like the third person. I wasn't writing, you know, I wasn't saying I mean, my, it was like somebody was speaking for me. And so I think we all have access to that for sure. You know, and, and for me, meditating prior to journaling was the the most successful way to really tap into that. Good. Yes. I, I skipped meditation, didn't I? Well, I, that's what I, I work with a lot of first timers, beginners. I, I have a lot of atheists come through and I'm like, that's fine. I'm not here to convert you into anything, do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want you to realize that you can trust your spirit team and your intuitive hits. Um, meditation's a great start, but there are ways for people who struggle with meditation. They've got blocks. 
Um, yeah. A lot of times the guides will say, get into nature, go on a walk and listen to those thoughts. They're talking. We're just writing them off as ah, their thoughts. Right. It's like, start acting on those first hit thoughts. And I promise you, it's all going to start unfolding in a more aligned way. Um, so I guess that does go back to self-trust issues. A lot yeah. of people lack confidence in that area from this life and from past lives. <laughs> so for sure. And, stacked against us. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and the getting still, because uh, like we've talked about in previous episodes, we, we have such monkey brain now and we have so many distractions at our fingertips. And so it's easy to, you know, even with somebody sitting at a stoplight to not sit there for the the minute and a half that you have in your car and pull up your phone, you know, right. to sit there and be deep in thought. And so I think it's it's more important now than ever to to really just allow that quiet time and remove distractions, whether it's in nature or meditating or just Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it was, it was just sitting. It was the forced sit down that a lot of yeah. us experienced in 2020, where I finally had to face <laughs> the thing right. I'd been avoiding. It was there. I knew it was there. I just hadn't sat with it and yeah. finally had to. Yeah. Do you feel like everybody has the ability to tap into their intuition so strongly where they could have those, the same you know, the clairaudient, the clairvoyant, or do you think that that is part of a soul's agreement before we come in? And that's like the path. What's your opinion on that? I think a little bit of both. Um, I am again, looking back, I realized it is a soul agreement that I made. It is hereditary. So I'd been told that my maternal grandmother, who I never met was institutionalized for schizophrenia. Well, I don't mm. think it was schizophrenia. <laughs> um, and we found out my great grandmother and I'm from the South. It's so a very taboo there. Very, uh, it, it's demons, you know, they were scared of it and it caused a lot of fear issues. They also had the clear audience. So I think they finally got it right with me when they turned that off. Cause yeah, if I heard voices, I probably would go crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently my great grandmother also may have been giving readings. There are some comments that have been made here and there. Um, so I'm like, okay, so there was something, some sort of predisposition in the ancestry and the genetics um, yeah. That allows for this full, full bag opening. But I do think, yes, everybody is entitled to some level of opening, especially clear cognizant. Again, it goes back to trusting our own thoughts. I guess it doesn't really, sets the mind. You got to trust the soul. True. Yeah. But it does come through up here is what I would say. So I do think that's possible for most people. Most people, I mean, some people are too far gone narcissists type personalities where their souls cut off. And so when you cut off your soul, you're not getting the intuitive hits, um, even just from your higher self. You're kind of like a zombie. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Too many of those out there. <laughs> Luckily, again, this next generation, less less of that. So we're really going to start getting things together because they're more empathetic, more wow. intuitive, just as beings. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so we can say goodbye to narcissists. and <laughs> I hope so. Maybe yeah. not in our lifetime, but yeah. <laughs> in the next few years, we are getting better, I think, at and again, I wonder what that, if that's just evolution, if our souls have finally figured out how to turn that off or what, but we're going to notice with the kids that they're, it's on and it stays on yeah. for them. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Okay. So I think I probably cut you off when I had asked earlier about like, what, how do you set parameters? You know, you said you could go okay. out and about and what do you do to kind of say like, you know, you have working hours where things are coming in. What do you do in the evenings, weekends, when you travel? How do you, how did you turn that off? So that it really is just a, I said it out loud. I, to my team, I just, there's a trust there. And I said, look, listen, working hours only <laughs> leave me alone at night. I've got to sleep. I'm a grumpy asshole. If I don't sleep. <laughs> and they, they listened. They do most of the time. I will say that occasionally you get someone's loved one who pushes through. They're not supposed to, but typically, <laughs> you know, they have something valid to say. And I'm like, all right, we'll see. But I did, I had to learn those boundaries myself. And I, I just gave it to them yeah. typically after feeling, you know, when somebody's pushing your boundaries. And so I've had that, it's like they're people. And it's, so I've had to give them rules like, Hey, that's great. And I, I want to get to everybody. I want to help everybody, but also I've got to live a little right. too. So leave me alone. You can right. have them sign up and we'll do a call. Right. So do you have spirits coming to you that are saying, Hey, I want you to get this, this information to so-and-so, because obviously you have people like myself who book a call with you and then you call in our spirit team, but 
are are there ones that just come to you? I know the the first one was that that friend or acquaintance mom. Yeah. So how often does that happen? Not often, okay. not often, because I I'm pretty mean with them. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so I would say no. I actually don't. And again, maybe it's because my own head's a little busy. But they're pretty. They honor me when I say I I don't I don't have space for that right now. Got to hold my own energy. I've got to. It is. It's my great grandfather. He's a big guy. So whenever I feel like this protective force, I know it's him. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <What's> my... <laughs> um, so I'd say that, that one friend's mom does come around. She's pushy lady, but she's the kind of the reason for all of this. So she gets a pass. She knows yeah. that. And so she'll, that was apparently her personality too. When she was alive, really just, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. And it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so occasionally I'll get messages from her, but not often do I out of the blue, at least for people outside of my close friend circle get those kind of hits. Yeah. Okay. When you are connecting with them, so I see you looking up to the to one side. So what is that like? That's like you're are they uh, I'm just trying to imagine my head what this <laughs> looks like <laughs> for most people. So. so it's interesting because it's not I'm not seeing them in the physical. I don't see okay. ghost apparitions right here behind my computer. I think the Looking up started with embarrassment. <laughs> I didn't want to look people in the eye. Oh, sure. But it also did help me differentiate because it is, it's mind's eye. So that's yeah. real when we talk about chakras, when we talk about mind eye. I felt it happen after that past life reading. It popped open. <laughs> there was a physical feeling. <laughs> and it is, someday it's still blurry. It's not always 100% accurate, but it is. I kind of look up here just to have that. That's my zone. <laughs> so now I can see it come over okay. here and they'll kind of pop into the the TV screen. Apparently I described a lot when I was a kid. I'd tell my mom I was seeing videos and she thought it was my imagination. I thought it was my imagination. <laughs> so oh, wow. only after I'm like, oh, maybe that wasn't <laughs> just imagination. <laughs> so that's, that's your pineal gland or pineal. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been in meditation before where I felt like the pulsating from the, yeah. which was wild. And it felt, I, I, I think if anybody was recording me at the time, which they weren't, but had they been, they would have seen that like the cheesiest grin on my face. It was just excitement <laughs> of like, Oh, it felt like, like if I, if there was ever a connection to heaven, like that is what it felt like. Yeah, It was like bright and it was just, it felt, yeah, it just felt uh, aligned. And uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but I've, I've searched for that since, you know, every time I've meditated, but I've only had that a couple of times and it was really wild. So interesting, cool. you know, where else? And I've, cause I've only done it once, but I'm curious cause it does keep coming up. And apparently in the next few years, we're going to see some advancements is mushroom medicine. So shrooms, oh, right. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I've seen people, you know, they've described experiences that felt like I met God, that kind of thing. I tried it once in 2019. So it did still kind of align with my awakening. And I would say the part of my brain that I am accessing when I go in for a session does feel exactly like being on shrooms. So whatever the psilocybin, yeah, is, the psilocybin. Doing, yep. is activating up here, I do think that's going to become more common. I hope we'll be able to start no, they're already doing trials for PTSD. I think it'll be yes. extremely helpful and successful because it is accessing that space in a safe way, not a huh. we're lost on drugs kind of way. So that's cool. And that may be part of the conscious awakening we see over the next decade as well, because I do think more people sure. are going to get that experience. Well, there was the that documentary on Netflix. I forget yes. what it was called, but... Mushrooms or the magic was, of... Well, there was that one. And then there was one called uh something about the mind oh gosh i have to i have to find this okay so the netflix documentary is called how to change your mind and it goes through mescaline psilocybin lsd several of these different hallucinogenic drugs and how when they first developed them how much success they were having in healing people's ptsd um, addiction the guy who started aa actually went through one of those trips wow so there was so much then that was that was stopped after they made them the what do you call it nixon when nixon was president yeah all class one yeah yeah class one yep 
And so then a lot of those studies just stopped, but they're starting to do them again. And that documentary shows the tremendous effects that people have had in overcoming like really incredible trauma. Right. So I am (laughs) so excited to see where this is going for people and healing their trauma because I think it was my third podcast second maybe we talked about cannabis and we talked about how you know there's there's things on this earth that of course you can abuse and then they can be misunderstood but whether you believe in god and you believe they're placed here for us to enjoy you believe in science whatever it is they're they're here for a reason and i think we just yeah. you know if we come back to what their purpose is it can be so amazing and i'm i'm so interested to see where this goes and how healing it can be for people. It's going to be so healing. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, the healthcare currently is just so bad in 2021. I'd say the majority of my readings were with nurses looking to get out of healthcare. So that was a sign for me. I was like, Oh, I think we're in trouble. Just, you know, the profits over people. Um, I think we're going to get a handle on that in this lifetime and things like this type of more natural medicine is going to come back forward. Um, it's going to be less band-aids. I will say, let me mention, cause I've, um, there's a lot of things I don't ask my guides cause I don't want to know. <laughs> so I try to avoid big picture questions. I'll ask occasionally. Cause I feel crazy then when I know something, for example, I knew California was going to flood from atmospheric rivers a year ago. And people told me I was crazy. They were like, we're in a drought. And I was like, there's going to be no drought. And they were like, you're nuts. <laughs> let me just say it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. That was right. Anyway, one of the things, and this, this is in alignment with your sister. That's why I'm bringing this up. When I ask them what they see as sort of our biggest threat right now, I know it's a spooky topic. They mm. said the food, mm. they said the food, the processed fake wow. sugars. And mm. I think that includes also some of our prescription drug band-aids, you know, which just, it's a mess. So wow. we've got to peel back that onion and we've got oh, a lot of people like your sister who are on the ground in the physical, they're intuitive, but they're actually more practical about teaching people how to get back into alignment with their bodies and yeah. putting better food in your body. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's such an important role. And I think for some people looking from the outside in things like health and nutrition, they don't necessarily see how deep it goes and how important yeah. it is to our overall, our brain functioning, our mood, our everything. And it, I think it is like the most important thing that we can be paying attention to in these couple decades because of how, you know, our soil, everything is just so damaged. Yeah. Gary, so I just came back from uh, Mexico and I, I don't know what I had there because I had like a food sensitivity test, I don't know, several months ago. And so I've I've been avoiding things, but of course you're on vacation, you let your hair down a little bit. Because one day I just had like two eggs and eggs were really high on my food sensitivity, which eggs are great for you. But, you know, I am somebody who is eating them at least once a day, every day for past however many years. So learning your body like starts to say no to it. But anyways, I got like a, a skin rash and trying to figure out what it was that I ate. And then when I got in the sun, I got a rash and, you know, Gluten what hasn't been been bothering me lately. It wasn't on my food sensitivity, but I had been avoiding that for years as well. Anyways, I was talking to my sister last night about it, and we determined it could very well be the hydrogenated oils that okay. they use in a lot of these places because when you have that, and then you, and especially when your body's not used to it, and then you go in the sun, it just kind of exacerbates the issue. So yeah, these processed oils, I think are one of the worst things our society is dealing with right now. And yeah, I'm just so hopeful that we can turn the tides on how the food industries run, how uh, big pharmas run and get back to a lot of these natural plant medicine and and ways to heal our bodies. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's the guides talk about it often. That's what they're falling in. It feels a little dramatic on the ground because, you know, we're very resistant to change down here. So often they have to kind of break something for it to be re-examined and fixed. So I think that feel is why it feels like we've been in this sort of breakdown phase of our society, just really yeah. scary. And of course, like you're like me, I eat more poorly when I'm nervous about the collapse of society, but it's not that bad. If you look closer, they're like, actually, we're, we're fixing it. It's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I so, trust you. Yeah. The way I see it is that 
it's we're in that uncomfortable transition part where yeah. you know things are going to be elevated to a much better place, but we have to tear down broken systems before we can do that. And that's very uncomfortable and it causes a lot of divisiveness and it's absolutely, it feels a little ishy at times, but I trust it's better by the mid 20, like the later 2020s. I've seen like 2026, we should be on the other side of this Ooh, chaos we've been feeling. So <laughs> feels kind of far away, but I'm sure it'll be a flash. We're right. Like, April, cheese. <laughs> I know, because time is sped up, right? I mean, that's like it a did. Yeah. thing. Okay. It is a thing. And I'll tell you, when I talk to the guides, and this is why some people get so frustrated when they are trying to work with their spirit team and they feel like they're not getting that instant gratification we're so used to. They don't have time as a dimension in their plane. Okay. If you go watch interstellar, I think Christopher Nolan has a psychic because he's got it right. <laughs> as far as the dimensions they are in, they don't have time the way we have. It's not this linear thing. Mm-hmm. And they are absolutely meddling with ours now because again, we're going to this higher elevated consciousness connected place where I, there may come a time on earth when there isn't time because, you know, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. reintegration happening, which is wild to think about that. That one freaks me out too. I, I kind of put that away for a day <laughs> right. when I'm open. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's weird. But it's just because what we're used to it. You know, right. But we all have noticed it though. I mean, even the most unspiritual people I've spoken to in my day to day have noticed things like that. I'm like, Ooh, that's how, you know, cause even, even this person can tell. <laughs> this yeah. Is happening. Yeah. Wow. So you you knew the floods were coming. Do you see like catastrophic events ahead of time? And if so, like, have you seen other catastrophic events or do you see them coming down the pipe? And how do you handle that? I do. I do see them and I don't handle it well. <laughs> I'm still not in a, a released enough. That's why I'm saying I'm like, oh, I'm novice because, you know, meet some of these spiritualists who are just yeah, you know, everything's happening the way it's supposed to. I'm not like that. I'm still very, I think, normal <laughs> as far as um, it freaks me out. I don't want to, uh, you know, don't tell me. <laughs> um, so there are, there are a few things coming in that have me nervous. I'll have occasion. It gets up and down. Some days I'll wake up and just be on edge. Like I've had five espresso shots about this thing <laughs> that I think I'm seeing. Hopefully, you know, I'm, and you when you read like Nostradamus, I think it is. A little bit catastrophized, you know, oh, the sky is falling. Well, yeah, there was a meteor and they saw it in South America, but that wasn't the whole world ending, you know? <laughs> so right, right. hoping that's more the yeah. vibe. Um, and then people have talked about the civil war in America. Yes, but I think it's kind of already happened. I think it's mm-hmm. already happening. And I think it's mostly going to be digital. Yeah. I had seen, I saw other psychics mentioning it. I wouldn't say it's my own hit that I got that nobody else got. The bank collapse was predicted for 2023. So when that start happened, I was like, ooh, okay, because now these other things that I do think are still happening this year that might be a little uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. will probably happen. I'm not gonna mention it. I don't want to freak people out, but right, right. I do well, I do get those hits and I'm yeah. I'm struggling as a human being to deal with it. So I understand why there aren't a lot of psychics who make those predictions because People don't want to hear it. When I try to tell my friends, they're like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, and I think it part of it is the just knowing how humans respond to catastrophe. Uh, yeah. If we learn anything, like when during 2020 is like when we saw toilet paper rolls getting right. cleared out, like we just get weird about. The response that. becomes the catastrophe. Yes. That's yeah, the reaction, I guess, because they would say respond, don't react. And I'm like, well, we love to be reactive. <laughs> right, right. People freak yeah. out. So, right. So hopefully, you know, people understand that there's, there's still things coming that we've, we've gone through a pandemic and isolation and all of that. And maybe we can learn from what, how That's we, their goal, the guides are like, please yeah. learn, please learn <laughs> from the things so that when this other thing happens, it's not as big of a deal. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, humans are resilient and we were better together, you know, the, all of the things. I think that if we can just kind of take some of those things in stride and understand that, like, we came back from stuff before, we're going to come back again, whatever it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that people respond differently this, this next go. So, I think some yeah. of us will, again, you know, the media, media right. doesn't help, but I think a lot of people have 
become aware of that. And so they're being less reactive to the headlines, which are meant to cause reactivity. Um, So once we break that down, we should be in a better spot. I am a little nervous that they might speed it up and break that down for us. I think I've mentioned to people I'm worried about um, the sun activity this year. I think there's going to be possibly some blackouts. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe all of our systems, maybe it's just one country. I don't know, but I can see now like taking a step back, I'm going, I could see why they do that. <laughs> right. As a lesson, because to me, Earth is art school. That's why we came here. So I do think, though I don't believe everything happens for a reason, I do think there are higher powers, God, whatever you want to call it, that are manipulating some things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to teach us so we can grow. And we basically come here to go from fear to love. So to get yeah. to that love is that oneness, that community, realizing we are all of the same Absolutely. unit. and. I think we're going to get though actually the astrologically i'm not an astrologer but i do believe a lot of the astrology pluto's movement has been a huge one i think it's today i think today pluto moves into aquarius and that is the age of aquarius that mm. people have talked about i guess since the 60s since before yeah. that and that's it's going to bring a lot of revolution energy that's going to bring a lot of power to the people energy so you can see how that'll be a clash at first but sure i think over the next couple of decades we're going to see a much more positive equal functioning society, hopefully symbiotic with the earth, hopefully better health for all of us. Sounds beautiful. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see it now, I'm sure, but that might be why they popped open my third eye so I could go out and, hey, it's going to be okay. Right. Let's just, you know, get you aligned and you're going to be able to help more people and we'll spider web out from there, you know? <laughs> well, and that's one of the ways I wanted to end this too, is what you are doing in helping people to become aligned and showing what all of our higher self want for us and what our spirit team is like encouraging us to do. If, if all of us can operate in, in taking care of ourselves and the yeah. way that we're interacting with the world, then we're up leveling all of society. Oh, it'll be so fast too. So like, fast. Just do it. Just do it. You know, your soul wants to. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's, it's harder to do the work for, for ourselves than to focus on, you know, all that the ish in the rest of the world, because right. a lot of times it's easier to point the finger outward. So, you know, I, anybody listening, I just would so highly encourage them to connect with you so they can, uh, better understand, you know, their next their next thing that's really going to raise their frequency, their vibration, and yeah, I, I can't say enough good things. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I received that. I if you'd asked me a year ago, and I've been like, not me, but you know, I've seen enough now that I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> people For are real. being helped, and that is, um, I guess my mission is uh, accessibility. I want mm-hmm. people to know it's not scary. doesn't have to be scary. doesn't have to feel even too woo-woo or spiritual. It really is just, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what we know your soul wants and just start with those little actionable items. And it has just a huge effect on your life. Yeah. So it's nice because it's only been a couple of years. You know, I'm only just now seeing results coming in for people and hearing, you know, anecdotes and people emailing me, oh, this it happened and this is how it's playing out. And so I'm I'm getting that validation. I need validation too sometimes. <laughs> Seeing that improvement and that hopefulness and that the trajectory of their life really feeling more positive and soul aligned for them. I'm like, oh, yay. Okay. Good work. <laughs> Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. For, I'll just direct people. I, I posted on my Instagram about one of the ways in which Natalie helped me, which I saw it come to fruition. So has to do with an octopus. Check it out on my Instagram page. Such a cool <laughs> full circle thing that happened. So, so yeah. grateful for that. Yeah. So speaking of Instagram, how can people connect with you and find you? Yeah. Well, I would do, if they want a reading, it would help me because I'm a very scattered person just to go to my website. Don't DM me. It's just nataliejamestaylor.com. I have a calendar link. It's free to sign up. It's actually free. Not The session's not free, but you don't have to pay beforehand. I want to provide the service before I go snatch your money. Use discernment when you're looking for, you know, mm. a spiritual guide, you know, because there's obviously plenty of people out there doing low vibe things. Um, hopefully yeah. not one of them. <laughs> um, and then Instagram, I don't post much. I need to work on that. Actually, my guides are constantly nagging me about that <laughs> more aligned posts, but it's Natalie JT and I'll send you that so you can post it as well. If you want to follow me and my dog and my little woohoo SoCal life, 
<laughs> looks amazing. Yeah, it is. It is because I listen to my guides and I I moved. That was scary moving across the country because I'm from Georgia. It was a lot. Was, I see why they pushed acting thing too. I think I skipped that, but they got me out here. I thought I needed to be out here. It's funny because more of my clients have all been from the Midwest, from the South, from from places I didn't expect. You know, I thought, oh, I'm not going to be accepted. I've got to go to California. That's where they accept psychics. Oh. But surprisingly, a lot of people more open we're open lately. So I think we are just, we're having this awakening, we're questioning, we're seeking more, we're realizing that life can be a little bit more than the surface level, you know, just this, that, the other, what they were told or programmed to do. And so absolutely, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I think it's, it's all good. It's all going in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's so fun. You know, I, you've done a couple of readings with me. It's so fun to turn the table and get to know all about you and 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 let you talk and, and hear about your gifts. And I'm so excited for people to connect with you. So thank you so much. Yay, thank you. Appreciate it. 